Right, y'all ready for this? I was born. In a way. Good day, no. Come on in. Sorry, not in service. With your host, Simon and Will. Sorry, not in service. Like a beanbag stuffed with fruit. Sorry, not in service. Podcasting's answer to the telegraph news. Sorry, not in service. If you behave, you'll get a sweet. That's right, listeners. It's yes. uh, podcast three of the Sorry Not In Service podcast. Number yes. three. Number three. What? I was just reiterating, really. Just, just it's hammering three that of point the Sorry home. Not In Service. Well, it's not, it's not podcast number three, is it? Well, uh, in a way. It depends when you start the counting. Well, you got something. How, think how vague your slice of context there is. In a way. <laughs> in a way, this is podcast three. But then you could say that of nearly anything. Nearly. Who's being vague now? Name the things that you could say that about, and then I'll take you seriously. DVDs are a rock, in a way. More. Maxwell is inaudible, in a way. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think that's uh, frankly bullshit, William. Um, because, um, because, yeah. We're... Mind your posse mouth, you prick. <laughs> I'm joined in the uh, in the studio this evening by uh, our youngest brother, Richard's. Uh, what would you call it? Sort of um, rat cross a hole. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Maxwell, Mr. Lomax. Yes, the Latin uh, name Ratus Ratusanus. <laughs> exactly, sir. Uh, and uh, he's up here making a, an awful noise. And um, it's kind of like a bed for our podcast, number three. Yeah, precisely. We've got kind of a... Well, it's not three. It's not three, Simon. It's not podcast three. What this is, is the third podcast we've recorded in a new environment. Right. Okay? It's not okay. podcast three. Okay. I don't hold on. But... Within the context of this, yes. okay, that's fine for you because that's your framework by which you understand this. But this is not the third podcast on the podcast feed for Sorry Not in Service, is it? Hmm. Yes. I... Okay. Fine. Your right wing agenda is your own business. We'll um, we'll we'll carry on. With My the pod- right wing agenda is everybody's business. That's the nature of that's the no- nature of a right wing agenda. Okay. Fine. You should see him, listeners. I mean, you shouldn't. It's horrific. But he's, he's, lying, he's lying back on a rocking chair. Not lying back. Well, we're sort of reclined Lovely. in a semi-recumbent position um, with um, a glass of red wine in one hand, a microphone in the other, and an electronic cigarette. The cigarettes of the future. Yes. Yes, I'm a registered vapist. Oh, sorry, and also... Fe- also fe- <laughs> he's, had to, he's had to go up and down the lane knocking on people's doors saying, I've just moved to the area. <laughs> I've just moved to the area. Puff a little bit of vapour into the house. I think you get the picture. I don't think that's what happens in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, the facts are cheap out there. Well, I don't need these. When the Jesus character in um, The Big Lebowski had to go door to door saying that he was a sex offender... He didn't then do a little bit of sex offence in their in their, um, in their hallway. And then what... <laughs> You've got to prove it, because otherwise that's conjecture, uh, which is not admissible in a court of law. Point. I suppose it was a pre-post-fact world, wasn't it? So had to lay down the... Uh... Anyway. I think uh, it cancelled each other. It's just a fact world. Fact world. <laughs> <laughs> Drop one in here. Fact hole. Oh, yes, fact hole. <laughs> Fact hole. Touching the Blarney Stone makes you fatter. Fact hole. 
So that was a fact hole, ladies and gentlemen. We're running out of those, William. Just uh, keep you abreast. Uh, so right. uh, could do with you um, recording some more and sending them to me. Just okay. a bit of sorry, not in service admin. They're fairly, they're fairly easy to put together. New feature. Sorry, not in service admin. Uh, That's not a new feature either, Sam. We've done sorry, not in service <laughs> admin before. Oh, how did it go? It went quite well. <laughs> I think I reminded myself to make sure I put my laundry in <laughs> on the Saturday morning before I went to work last time. Oh yeah, that's right. And I passed Dad on a message of thanks to you for picking up your coat from a village. Yeah, from Isle Brewers. Yeah. It's very convenient. I needed it for my caravanning holiday. <laughs> Happier times, indeed. Speaking of 10 Radio World, the past. got a very exciting tweet from uh, the future. Well, not really the future. It's a very current uh, system of communication from um, Barry Summers. Um, the, uh, the that hoary old dog, that uh, hoary old beast himself, uh, to say that um, there was a directors' meeting and they uh, they'd like to uh, keep sorry not in service on the airwaves while we're taking our hiatus, and I was I was pumped with this news, Barry. Of course, I will send you loads, and I, I, I scoured our back catalogue, sent them the very best ones, and I was super pumped for this uh, until I remembered that of course they've got an Ofcom based uh, quota that needs to be filled for spoken words content oh god yeah crushing blow hashtag crushing blow so hang on a minute does that just mean that they needed a load of the old shows just to make up that quota yeah even though they're old yeah even though it's repeats even though it's repeats that is depressing isn't it it is a little bit why can't they just put on a load of well you know just download an audiobook just get a free trial off audible (laughs) (laughs) just drop in a bit of like tom hardy read out by um Mr. Motivator. By Mr. Motivator. <laughs> Real name, Daniel Day-Lewis. Is it really? It's quite the character act. <laughs> yes. And with rather suspicious... Um, I don't know the right word, blacking up. Hang on, hang on. Do you think that makes him look suspicious? No, no, no. Sort of suspicious morals. Oh, right. I see. Good. I was going to say, you've called me out my right-wing agenda. <laughs> I'm quite worried about yours now. <laughs> Everything's fine with my God, right-wing agenda. That fellow looks suspicious, doesn't he? No, Simon. <laughs> I wish that dog was shut up. <laughs> I mean, about it, racism. It, <laughs> well, I know he's. The trouble is, though, well, if this is going on in the background, then it sort of gives a, a vibe of mistreatment. We're not mistreating him. Yeah, we're not mistreating. So the dilio is that he's upstairs with us because if he was downstairs, he'd be busy savaging Simon's um, dog. No, baby, Cat, baby. Yes, whatever. And you know, if that happens then we'd have to go back to the business of Friday nights having to go all the way to Witherliscombe instead. Yeah, exactly. It would just do, be... a, do a proper radio show, and that would be a that would be a palaver. Just... So it's a lot better to keep the baby alive and just do this in an attic. And keep the dog in the attic. Basically, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. So anyway, listeners, just for the record, no mistreatment of Maxwell the dog. He's just a whiny bastard. Um, that's uh take-home message. Var. <laughs> this entertainment... <laughs> I, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> this is entertainment, is it? It's awful. It's not awful. Let's take some room tone. You are now embarking on an odyssey of discussion about a podcast that keeps the world asking. Podcage podcast. Good or bad. Podcage podcast. Good or bad. 
Podcage Podcast. Good or bad? Which one is Podcage? This question has no answer. It's a good question, though. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. But what's the answer today, Simon? Well, the answer today, children, is uh, bad. Well, um, it's uh, we're, we're going to be reviewing the um, third, or the fourth episode of Podcage, reviewing Nicolas Cage's third film. <laughs> it's a very funny film, isn't it, Will? <laughs> It's called the Rumblefish. Yeah, it's called Rumblefish. Sorry, I just thought of an analogy that was completely unacceptable. <laughs> let's move forward. We could record it. No, let's not record it. Okay, fine. Let's not record it. No, fine. No. It paints me in a very bad light, whereas actually I'm 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 great. Yeah. It's the fourth episode of Podcast, the third Nicolas Cage film, Rumblefish. Uh well uh, what were your early impressions of the podcast? Um, I uh, had difficulty focusing on much of the stuff that was going on because they just they got no vibes out of it this time round, did they? <laughs> there was no there was there was very little in the way of enthusiastic discussion about things that were going on in the film. So I got the impression that what it was was a film that had some narrative in it. Maybe that was it. Fair enough. <sighs> God, I, I mean that's not everything I've got to say about it. I've got analysis of the protagonists. In this, have you really? Well, one of the protagonists. Have you really? One, just one of them this time. Interesting. Uh, so, um, <laughs> who's it going to be? So, um, I've um, I've got some notes here. Well, um, they um, at the beginning they seem to be under the impression that people are watching the films as Podcage review them. Yeah, which is staggering. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> if people were actually listening to Podcage whilst we were reviewing the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners uh presumably you've watched rumble fish this evening uh then <laughs> listen to podcast and now you're listening to us reviewing podcast yeah because that, that's how it works yeah. uh so um so that uh is a lie um they um they do some amazing rumble fish is a gangland based film very edgy and the uh certain america the boys from uh the podcast did some awesome uh gangland talk uh which i'm gonna play in now uh, he's into gangs, he's into fighting like a gang. Um, his brother was sort of leader of a gang, but he left mysteriously two months previous, and he's now trying to sort of move into his position as head gang guy in the city. In the gang? The joke is, it wasn't really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got that joke. Because what, uh, what you didn't see, listeners, was the fact that when Simon started saying they did some awesome gangland talk, I gave him a look as if what he'd done was listen to something completely different. <laughs> it was sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they um they 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 do a one time feature specific for Rumblefish called um What's Steve's Deal, where they uh, speculate on the uh, the the the, a oh, bit, the purpose a bit... of one particular character. Yeah, and his and his backstory. And and I'd like to call them up uh, and haul them over the coals for this because again, yet more fingers in the sorry not in service till because that feature bombs. It does, doesn't it? And yeah. we do that. And we do that. <laughs> all the time. I just rewind listeners and... Hence pod pod cage cage. <laughs> Not at all, sir. Oh, right. Okay. Do the listeners know this feature is called pod pod cage cage? We very rarely mention it. Okay. Well, it's, this feature is called pod pod cage cage, listeners. It's very clever. Mm. Um, Isn't it just? They um, they uh, interview a lady about a shelf mm. and um, Tom flirts outrageously with said lady. Well, yeah, Tom... Well, no, no. To, hang on. Tom doesn't flirt outrageously. What he's mainly doing is being charming and delightful, isn't he? No, I think he's... I think he's... Um, I think he's uh, tr- 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 trying to bed her. Uh, he uses the phrase, there's no one like you. It was a very happy evening like in bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Conversely, Simon, I think it stands out more the way that rather than it being Tom being all, uh, you know, kind of disgusting and lecherous... <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> yes, like sir. he's just creeping out of a ditch at somebody, you know, who's just going home. Yeah. You know? uh. They're just walking up Hare Lane. They live up Hare Lane and they're, you know, they just want to walk home untroubled. They're not expecting me, Tom, to come out of a ditch at them. Well, no, of course you not. Know, We're in Somerset. He's from Devon. Dripping with pondweed. Yeah, or Blagden Hill, then. Okay. Um, <laughs> either way, well done. There's a good ditch on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, but I think more it's the case that it's just put into sharp relief by the Grist character's behaviour towards... <laughs> because he's he's so monosyllabic and gets no joy out of the interview, seemingly, right up until the point <laughs> where he starts saying things like, so what do you hate? What's the worst Nick Cage for? He just starts probing her for weakness and misery and despair. Oh, to latch on to it when she's at her lowest ebb. Yeah, basically. Or latch on to it, latch on to her despair. Well, yeah, at- more or less. I mean, I like the way that you're now referring to this Tara woman as it. No! But, I mean, I, I presume I'm- you've been beguiled by the Grist character. Have you had another idea, Simon? <laughs> Not a good one. I've shelved it. <laughs> you're probably best to. Uh, any other feedback? No more ditch any- creeping for you, Simon. Any other reviews of the podcast? Well, I mean, the only other thing that, that stood out was uh, one point where uh, the rambunctious young Master Tom. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, he fan favourite. At one point, he was he was he was talking up the film and went, "Oh, that was a bit with a lady's breasts or something along those lines." And the immediate response from Grist was, "Was there's a policeman?" Which was odd. <laughs> and then he just started talking about a policeman in a seemingly unrelated scene, presumably trying to cover his tracks. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I think he's got some worrying morals behind him. Right, sure. Yeah. I mean, this seems like a perfectly fair analysis of Pod, Pod, Pod Cage, doesn't it? I just think the Grist character just, you know, I think he needs, I think he needs development in a few key areas. William, I think, uh, I think we sort of, um, we need to uh, say, um, uh, Pod Cage, good or bad. <sighs> It's 43 minutes long, I know that much. Your homework is to listen to five podcage podcasts. By Wednesday, no marathons. Space out your listening. Uh, well, uh, we, um, I, I can't believe I didn't read this out on the radio. Um, when we first uh, debuted the uh, extraordinary award winning feature, Pod Pod Cage Cage. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but we got a correspondence from uh, from young Mr. Thomas Reed. Oh, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I so, didn't actually realise that. No, and I can't believe it's um it's it's not been uh, it's not been broadcast before. So um, this is an email from Tom after the first uh, review of uh, episode zero of Podcage, and it begins as they often do. Dear Simon and Will. On Sunday the 8th of January in the year of our Lord 2017, I drove to Exeter to see the film Manchester by the Sea. Classic Ironic. Tom. At the picture house. I was running slightly late and the car park was full, so I hastily parked on a nearby side road. I very much enjoyed the movie, a heartbreaking tale of coping with loss set against an icy New England backdrop. And you're sort of listening to yourself, thinking to yourself, where's this going? Yeah, I'm starting to wonder. Like, is he just... <laughs> Branching out a bit there. Mm. Your larynx is branching out a bit there as well, isn't it? It is a little. Grow a new uh, one. Releasing its sap mm. into my palate. Upon returning to my car, I was dismayed to see that I was the recipient of a fixed penalty notice. What? In my hurry, I'd failed to see that I'd parked in a disabled bay. Oh, Tom. Before driving home, I opened up the podcast application on my mobile device. Kalu Kale! A new episode of Sorry Not In Service. One of my top 35 favourite podcasts. 
I mean, I think we could file that under hashtag banter. Surely this will cheer my spirits. As I wound through Stoke Cannon on the A396, I heard the opening bars of my self-penned jingle, Nicholas Cage, colon, good or bad. Hmm. Colon in that sentence is punctuation. <laughs> I mean, that would be a very specific feature for them to bring in. That really opens the doors for a whole additional section. Doors. 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 What's this, I ask myself? Rectum. My good pal Simon and Will are reviewing my show, Podcage, on the radio. What an excellent opportunity for some synergistic inter-podcast promotion. Does he think we're pals? (laughs) Suffice to say, the following minutes broke my heart. Perhaps your assertion that we sounded nervous in our debut show is fair, as outside of my contributions to your show, this was my first foray into the world of audio broadcasting. However, Will's accusation that my co-host Sam sounds short and smelly are at best (laughs) half true. He's actually rather tall. What with the parking ticket and your scathing review, I felt that I had twice in quick succession been penalised for just trying to have a bit of fun and watch some films. I hope you boys are ready for the hellfire that is soon to be raining down upon your heads. The fires of this podcast war have been stoked, and let ye be warned, this will not end until only one of us is left standing. (coughs) So, a very moving email there from young Tom. I mean, that's fairly moving, but in all fairness, he brought it on himself by daring to go off and do other things. Yeah. He shouldn't have gone off and pursued solo work. He should have waited for and our I mean court. solo work there as <laughs> a metaphor. For bad work. <laughs> yes. Just, just for clarity, I really enjoy Podcage. Facts hold. Wearing nothing but a belt still basically means you're naked. William, it's time for a return of a much beloved and much beguiled feature from uh, the Sorry Not In Service radio show, Audio Pictionary, where uh, we, uh, we, we describe pictures for the other person to draw and then with hilarious consequences review them afterwards. Yes. Fully on board with this? <laughs> yes, I've just remembered that I've never done the describing how to draw the picture bit. Good. Well, you've always done audio pictionary. Yeah, true. This is your feature. Yeah. Oh God. Okay, right. Tell you, tell you what. Right. I've got um, I've got a piece of paper on top of a, a I think if I recall correctly, it was a Poundland uh, double sci-fi DVD collection of RoboCop Dark Justice mm-hmm. and RoboCop Meltdown. Uh, I'm just going to list the prime directives here under the dust. Uh, so. I think we'll realise why they're under the dust. First of the prime directives is serve the public trust. <laughs> oh, this one that's not been dusted off for a while. <laughs> uh, the next one, uh, protect the innocent. Good luck. Good luck. This day and age. More Broken like, politics. More like protecting Sir Philip Green. Yes, that's right. In your own interests. <laughs> yes, precisely his boat. Yes. Uh, right, and the third is uphold the law. Ah, well, 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 chance would be a fine thing, wouldn't it? Well, wouldn't well, it just uh, if, if, we, if, of course, the, if, if the, the law was uphold for everybody, then... Uh, the, um, Tax uh, avoidance Brexit. loopholes. Bloopholes? Bloopholes. They're like <laughs> bloopers, but loopholes. Nice. Do we get on with audio pictionary, Will? 
William, uh, the listeners uh, can get involved with this as well. Uh, so what's going to happen is uh, uh, we're going to take it in turns to draw, uh, to explain a picture. The other person has to draw it. Now, listeners, get yourself a pad and a piece of paper at home or oh. wherever you're listening to this bus. That's a very good point, actually. Listeners, uh, this time round, okay, you're actually going to do this. The reason why you're actually going to do this, listeners, is because we will be sending a special prize to somebody within the contiguous United Kingdom. Wow. The best entry to this particular audio pictionary. Is it a Robocop DVD? No, because I haven't watched them. Is, is it going to be you knocking on their door and then they open the door and you vape them? It's kind of a very special present. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, right, okay, so, um, William. <laughs> it um, has to be within the contiguous United Kingdom. If you're in the silly aisles, you know. Get f- That was it. <laughs> that whole, what, just because we're not broadcasting on the radio, we're not going to swear thing, that's not really working for you, is it, Simon? Not so much. No. <laughs> Oh, much care for it. Right, William. Uh, so Ofcom can swivel. So, William, uh, here is um, yours the and the listener's first picture to be drawn in audio pictionary. So, William, I would like you to, uh, first of all, draw like an oval. Okay, so an oval, sort of wider at the sides. No, hold on. Further, like the furthest point in this oval is side to side, horizontal as opposed to vertical. So just turn the page just 90 degrees clockwise. Do and, that uh, it again. Should, should be fine. So you've got an oval there. I want you to put like um, a very small oval um, near enough the center and shade that in black. Uh, I'd then uh, like you to draw uh, to the left of the bigger oval um, a diagonal line going upwards, sort of facing towards northeast. And then another diagonal line facing towards the northwest. Uh, and then a, a diagonal line facing towards Scotland. And uh, a diagonal, a, a, a straight line, a uh, horizontal line going from Ipswich to um, Aberystwyth. Uh, and then <laughs> you've got, um, what you've kind of got is like the sun. But on top of the, at the top, top of the line going to Scotland. Okay. So... You've got like uh, the sun there. It's like a circle. Uh, on top of, uh, no, uh, on Ipswich's end of the horizontal line, uh, we're going to have another line going down. And then another oval at the bottom of the line that's going down from Ipswich. And then next to that is another little circle. Okay, and then you might want to flo- do a bit of flourish with some like birds or stuff in the sky. Where's the sky? <laughs> Sorry, that was sort of heavily implied. Well, can I, uh, that was that was the first one. <coughs> right, okay. Can I have a look at your... Um... Uh, I'm just popping in some birds. If you would. Now remember, Simon, we're mm-hmm. not giving away the answer. Not on this show. No, we're going to give away the answers uh, at the end of the show. No, we're going to give away the answers during the next show. Are we? Because I'm going to send a prize to the person oh, who Oh, of course you are. Yes, of course you are. Uh, remember, send your entries to sorry not in service at yahoo.co.uk. Well, let's just say somebody who works in forensics might be able to work out exactly whose prize that came from. <laughs> when they got their fun blue lights. Actually, from Dodie Fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to show me your efforts? And it's called Prince Harry. <laughs> well, the implication there being that the uh, the actual father of the uh, the Harold is um, is not the Charles. It's actually the the uh, well, the son of the wealthy Egyptian who uh, until recently owned Harrods the supermarket. William. 
He's a bit avant-garde. No, I'll be honest, Simon. I have difficulty remembering exactly where Ipswich is because it doesn't doesn't register high in my. It looks um, it looks a little bit like um. It looks like the Illuminati someone... druids. Yeah, and um, <coughs> it looks a little bit like uh, somebody's getting dangled over an egg, uh, in kind of like a ritual. But uh, but like that's... I say, it looks like the Illuminati druid. But that that's fine. So, uh, William, um. Your turn now to give me uh, give me some audio pictionary instructions. Your first time, of course. Mm. So uh, would you uh, would you like to? Um... There's a first time for everything. Well, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a hell of a thing to disagree with. I think you'll find that everything exists all the time. paper yep got it right now at the bottom of our um this is in landscape oh thank you okay uh, um, right now in the lower half yep. what i want you to draw is kind of of like crenellations i don't know what that word is you know those bumps you get on top of castles got it crenellations i want a bunch of crenellations along the bottom of this yep okay Done it. Right, now at the left-hand side of these crenellations, yep. I want a big old tower. I want a big old tower going straight up. Okay? Are you getting me to draw a castle? No! <laughs> okay. Big old tower going straight up. Got it. Now, right? Yep. Um, on the right-hand side of these crenellations, yep. Okay, I want a kind of... Um, let me think about this. What I want is a kind of a, uh, I want a, a 90 degree, I want a, a, a quarter circle, right, coming off the top of the right-hand side of these crenellations. Done it. Lovely stuff, right? Now, you're going to you're gonna connect that up with the top of your tower. Oh, am I? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. you are, in a, lovely, in a lovely line, all the way to the top of the tower. Yep, got it. Lovely. Um, now, all, all through this, okay, we want portholes. Okay, lots of lo- lots of lovely portholes. <laughs> lovely portholes. Lovely portholes. <laughs> okay, but the portholes are kind of full of snakes. <laughs> are you describing a fever dream? <laughs> describing what I found. Oh, You're describing know. what you found. I'm just describing what I found. <laughs> right, okay. So if anyone works for the RSPCA, it's in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all more than welcome. <laughs> Quite so. <laughs> and uh, right, and then, then uh, final thing, um, I would just like it to be abundantly clear that this costs twenty pounds. <laughs> Are we done, Simon? Yes! <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. That's about right? I think so. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> 20 pounds. <laughs> and that, listeners, was Audio Pictionary. I hope you were playing along, and if you were, you email your entries in to... Sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk. And I'm going to get the password for that off Simon later, (laughs) because I got the wrong one last time. Fine. Lovely. Fact Hole.
Grapes aren't raisins yet. Fact hold. William, it's been we've, we've been we've been podcasting now for in this instance in podcast three for a sturdy thirty eight minutes and three Jesus, seconds. Jesus, it's been thirty eight minutes. It's been recording for thirty eight minutes. Certainly, the oh, content, the content, going off and finding things like bits of paper. For the content reasons. certainly won't be reaching thirty eight minutes. Not at this point. Uh, no. no. Uh, so um, it feels almost almost right for me to ask you um, how you are really because I, I haven't seen you for a fortnight. Well, it's the polite thing to do, isn't it? I mean, you've been you've been in the house for like nearly two hours now. <laughs> it's about time to go. You're right. Yes. Well, Simon, I don't know if you recall last time when the discussion um, about uh, a trip to Darcy. Oh, I remember it well. It was in the podcast. Mm, wasn't it just? Now, part of this discussion of the trip to Darcy featured the discussion uh, within that. There's an element thereof um, that Milady was ill. Oh, dear. Yes. Mm. Is she better now? She is better. Good. Yes. Good. But, of course, as is the way of these things... You know, diseases float around whichever vector they may decide to take is very much their protocol. Certainly. Concordantly, I got ill. Oh, goodness me, William. I thought you looked dishevelled slash... I'm better now. Oh. <laughs> I've just been pressure washing today. Sure. Your mind. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. The fine, the finest tools by Karcher wouldn't even touch the surface of that. This uh, podcast a... is sponsored by Karcher. Gotcha. Mind splashers. Carry on. You, you... From Wix. <laughs> now then, now then I, got, I got ill. I got okay, ill. Yeah, fine. Yeah, back on track. Listeners, keep up, for goodness sake. But I kept going, because <clears throat> I'm a solid chap. Mm. I kept... I'm solid. Yes, no, you're fine. You're rigid. Look at these thighs. I'm looking at them. I can't... But... It's baggy jeans and they're firm. Damn it, boy. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes, right. So, I, th- the next week, so I got all ill around about the Tuesday. Remember it well. Right. And I, I carried on working. I went off and did my gardening jobs, hacking apart brambles and punching um, uh, stoats. Okay, yeah, sure. And all that jazz. Yep. Right. Uh, got through to the, uh, the Thursday and I did my morning work and then I just bailed. I just went home because I just needed to rest. And the Friday, the weekend that I was going to be in Sainsbury's, I went in on the Friday morning, did nine till one, was practically in tears, was busy... Um, Every time I was I was around my co-workers, yes. my, my cohorts, yes. I kept, for some reason, saying, I just want to go home and bake bread. And they said, why do you want to bake bread? And I went, because I haven't baked bread in years. <laughs> and I think it's really going to help me if I'm baking bread. Because you can knead the dough for so days. <laughs> at one point they were calling for people to come down to checkouts and I thought I'm not entirely certain I feel happy about the idea in this state of you know manhandling people's spuds <coughs> so uh, uh, when <laughs> when some people from checkouts came along to try and find me because I wasn't responding to their calls what I decided to do was kind of wraith like back into a display of dresses <laughs> Genuinely had one of them walk straight past me. <laughs> it was just quite nice. Are you, you've got, are you coming? <laughs> just backed into 
to these trips. You... Right to the back near the size 24s. So I got through this shift. Amazingly enough, I did go back and bake bread, much to the bemusement of my lady who had had a day off and was feeling quite good, having got over her illness. Yeah. <laughs> I was just at home, just smashing bread apart with my hands. Um, anyway, the following morning I wake up and I feel awful. And rather than this short little nine till one shift I'd done the previous day, it was a full eight hours. Ugh. And I phoned in to speak to management and say, look, I'm not feeling well, I'm afraid. Uh, you can talk to anybody on the department. I wasn't well yesterday. I feel even worse today. There's just no way that I'm going to be able to do this shift. But, I mean, that's the gist of what I said. What I actually said <laughs> when I phoned up at seven that morning uh uh, was I'm I'm not good. Can I um uh need to do speak? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, the, ma- the manager and the person who'd answered the phone said, "Yeah, I'll put you through to the duty manager." <laughs> and it was a great guy. He was a lovely fellow by the name of Steve, who was duty manager. Oh, Steve! Steve! Oh God! Steve! Right. So I'm um, um oh. Will? I'm Will. <laughs> Clothing. You know, Will. Clo- Will from clothes. So anyway, right, I'm rough as hell. And because, um, ill? You know when you get the ill, but it's not good. It's like, i tell you what it's like, Steve. It's like being really, really drunk. <laughs> but without the feeling of fun. When all the fun's gone and you just can't just look at yourself. I can't go into work feeling like this. Now, because Milady and I mayhaps have difficulty dealing with the blackness of life, with rule of thumb that we tend to go home with at least one bottle of wine. Oh, good. A night. Excellent. So, when I said that, I realised it probably wouldn't come across particularly well. And so I had to reiterate to Steve, Steve, I'm not drunk. <laughs> He was silent throughout all of this. <laughs> I'm not. I feel like I am. But I barely touched a drop last night. It's just, I had like a glass of wine and I was on caffeine-free tea all night, if you imagine such a thing. And it, not coming in. And he went, that's fine, Will. I've taken this call from you before. You've worked here for you. Thanks, Steve. I just couldn't face it. Are you going to be in tomorrow, Will? Well, the auguries aren't good. <laughs> And so that, Simon, is how I phoned in ill to work. Mm. And that is exactly how one should do in the future. I know the classic route one thing is just to say diarrhea because nobody likes to ask questions. I think inflate it. Well, I just, you know, just don't inflate, but just really go some. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not drunk. I'm not. I'm not, Steve. I'm not drunk. I I didn't hit her. I I didn't touch her. It's fine. I've only touched a drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, I think you'll all agree with me, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Steve deserves a handy round of applause. And if you go to Sainsbury's Hankridge Farm and see a Steve, kiss him softly on the. Where does he like to be kissed with? Well, he's he's not a, he's not a particularly uh, attractive. Uh, no, no, he's he's not like he's he's bold. He's bold. So, okay. <laughs> So I'd probably say just on the crown. Excellent, good stuff. Just kiss Steve, grab him by the, the grab him by the ears, and just kind of bring him down a bit. Kiss him on the top of the head. Say thanks, Steve. 
<laughs> Thanks, Steve. I'm not drunk. This is just how I feel. All right. Maybe uh, it's an illness. <laughs> and then do a spillage and a half wall. <laughs> Facts hold. You can't spell NFU without misspelling fun. Facts hold. William. <clears throat> Darling. Fun new feature. Well, no, fun old feature. Uh, fold feature. Fold feature. Is it a fold feature? You know, the one where um, where I say things that I said to Carla that were bad. There's not really a feature for that, is there? Yeah, you did a jingle for that. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it was like, uh, uh-oh. No, that's the varmints. Uh, there definitely was a feature. Simon's about to say something which will get him in trouble, trouble when he gets home. Good home. Hey, what's this? Simon's got something to say that could get him in trouble when he gets home. Um, you could have just dropped the jingle in there instead. I have done. In edit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not drunk. Uh, well, um, it was something I said to Carla earlier. Uh, the young boy, Bertie, the wonderful young child, he started teething. And it uh, looks like the tooths are coming through. And um, it's causing him a little bit of discomfort. Uh, he's um, got rosy red cheeks, and we've um, yeah, he's, he's he's struggling to sleep because he's he's a bit irritated by it. Um, and um, Carla was uh, earlier; she was in all sorts of a panic and and very worried about the poor boy, and uh, in a bit of a tizz about it. And my reaction to that, in a way of trying to comfort her, was, "Don't worry, darling. Far worse things are going to happen to him in future." <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> it's true. It is. It's absolutely true. And I thought a bit of perspective might help. Well, I was going to keep <laughs> saying to him whenever he's round here crying. Like, You've no idea it gets so much worse. Exactly. You're in the good bit. Mm. Come on, revel in Come it. Come on. Come on. You got people who bother you. Get oh. fed. Because the the because the, the, the thing is also the other thing is that you know we're um I realised the other day that every day is a nightmare. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest that this is going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And eventually it will leave, but you'll be too old and decrepit to do anything about it by then. Yeah. Yeah. Best years of your life. I mean, this is the new 20s you're in right now, Simon. What, the mid-30s? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you take into account things like life expectancy and your earnings at the moment. I mean, you just reached a point where you could actually start going off and doing things, you know, really living your life. Yeah. I don't Turns out it's not just a watch chain which holds the middle classes. What else is it? Kind of a baby chain. Well, I don't know if a, a baby, baby chain, chain is a thing. <laughs> Can you remember chain mail? But M A I L. Yeah. What? Well, what's the alternative? Is chain M A L E? What's I chain mail in armor? There's like little links of metal. Is that M A I L? Yeah. What, what am I thinking of then? Well, hang on, Simon. So there's the armor, but there's also chain mail, which was the thing where you get sent a yeah, piece of yeah. Yeah. So what? Well, I, I can't answer the question. What were you thinking? <laughs> You've had a baby. God knows what you were thinking. <laughs> I, I posit the idea that you weren't. Most expensive two minutes of my life. <laughs> Not really. He's actually making us money at the moment. No, he isn't. <laughs> no, he is. No, he absolutely is. 
How? Uh, savings. What do you mean savings? Well, because things we don't need to feed him. We don't need to pay money to feed him because it's all sort of on tap as twere on nipple. Uh, and Are you having to feed Carla more? Carla's not. Carla's not having to drive to Taunton every day. So we're saving fifty quid a week in petrol. So that's all good. Um, uh, yeah, just by and large, saving money. We're we're making money. We're in profit at the moment. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for a brief period it's going to stay that way. Can you put him up for adoption when he starts becoming expensive? Uh, hey, we could start a new feature. Sorry, not in service adoption services. Is that a feature? <laughs> it's not really a feature. Sideline. I mean, there's a hell of a merch page if we decide to set that up. I'm going to have to really nail that jingle. Uh, William, I think it's... um. I think it's as good a time as any to uh, call a, um, a, 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 a a ceasefire in this evening's bloodshed. Uh, and um, it only leaves me to say uh, goodbye, William. Goodbye, listeners. William, would you like to say goodbye to the listeners and to me? Uh, goodbye to the listeners and to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, William, uh, our special guest host this evening, uh, Maxwell the Shit Dog. Uh, he's not a shit dog. No, he's not. I like Maxwell. I like Maxwell. Yeah, do, uh, good is, fun. is he going to say goodbye? Hang on a minute. I'll see if I can get a decent growl out of him. But not in a, an abusive way. No, not in an abusive way. No, Max. So William's just sort of growling at the dog, and the dog's fighting back. In the dance as old as time. That's how these two met. In a field, William's owner. Didn't have full control over him. And next thing you know, he's trying to fight Maxwell. But uh, Max uh, caught him, dragged him home, trained him up, and uh, we now see the uh, co host and idiot before me. <laughs> And they often do this dance, the dance as old as time, how they met. <clears throat> Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson.